back. It's season six. We hope everyone has been safe, happy, and healthy during our off-season from the OdaFest podcast. OdaFest has been hosting many events across our digital platform over the summer with more plans and more activities for a community waiting to be announced for the late summer and fall, so please keep an eye out for that. As for the podcast, we're still rolling out episodes on Wednesdays with new segments and topics to be discussed. Thanks for joining us every week. I'm Nancy. I'm I'm Angelo. He's Angelo. I'm Jay. What's up? I'm (laughs) Jay. No, you're not. Get away from me. (laughs) I'm Nancy. Evidently, being away from each other for this many weeks has been detrimental to our health. I don't know what health is anymore. I don't know what time is anymore. It doesn't matter. It's... I hope everyone's been good. I hope everyone's been healthy and safe and finding ways to keep themselves active and just mentally healthy somehow, emotionally engaged, because it's been difficult. Uh, I can't believe we're already halfway through August at this point. It doesn't feel like March ever ended. It really yeah. doesn't. March just kept Despite marching on. the fact on. that it's still nicer outside. It still doesn't feel like oh, it got too hot. We had a summer, like a, we had a summer, but we didn't really have it, you know. It's true. Yeah, summer uh, just didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, stampede didn't happen. Yeah, uh, which is wild. But I didn't really miss it, to be honest. Um, Same. A but lot hockey of, games are back. Yeah, hockey sports are slowly coming back, whether that's a good idea or not, from a sort of health. So health and safety perspective is up for debate, but mm-hmm. honestly, it's it is kind of nice in the sense that even if you're not a huge sports fan, it does does help the world feel a little bit more normal. Um, whether that's worth anything, uh, it's it's like that two week period between anime seasons where nothing airs at <laughs> all, except except stretched out for months at a time for sports fans. Like it's legitimately hard. Right. Been a real dry spell, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the weather got pretty crazy hot, and but it had a really rainy summer before that, so it was kind of weird. Everything's been a little bit weird in general. I don't. Uh, oh, actually, someone pointed out, uh, or I've seen it cycled around the internet a few times, is that looking forward because of the inability to plan for things to anticipate the future right now. Um, the world seems to be moving at a very slow pace, but looking backwards, it seems to have gone by very quickly. Like I can't believe we're yeah. I can't believe we're in August, but I can't uh, I can't fathom how long it's going to take to get to December, for example. It's just so weird. Oh yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah, but um, have you guys been dealing with this heat wave going rolling through? As far as that goes for us, last year we bought like a really, a, a kind of crappy just uh, portable air conditioner unit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we really have to take drastic steps to uh, make sure that it properly works. Mm, but Drastic uh, how? Well, I shouldn't say drastic. It's not that drastic, <laughs> but things like uh, you have to close the blinds to make sure that the sun doesn't get in. We have to uh-huh. make sure we have to like cut out a cardboard piece to slot into like the balcony door because that's the only place where we, where we have for the uh, exhaust hose. Right. Uh, and so the last thing we have to do is for the uh, stairs because this thing, 
it's only good for about 300 square feet and our upstairs office area is closer to like 500 square feet maybe 600 square feet hmm. uh so we also have to like use a sheet to block off the stairs to keep hot air from rising into the oh, upstairs yeah i get it uh and with that if you take all those steps it will keep the upstairs reasonably cool comfortable uh, at least yeah comfortable uh but if you miss any one of those things and it's like okay you're spending 600 watts or 1000 watts i don't know how much it is uh to cool the room like 1 degree lower mm. <laughs> it's only been about 2 it's been about 2 weeks of hot summer i feel like we also have an air conditioner we don't have central but our space is fairly small um compared so it's not it's not been too bad when we have the aircon on uh excuse me i'm burping uh looking sort of forward always to rain and like windier nights just to help cool things down though like today's been a nice cool day for the most part uh, tonight today was great yeah so i'm looking forward to being able to sleep easily that's like the biggest thing i don't really care about how hot it is in the day i just want it to be cool at night so i can sleep yeah. Yeah, I hear ya. Um, it feels like you're brazing in your own bed sometimes Ugh. when it's really hot. Like I already um, mm, bed soup, my yeah. favorite. I always, yeah. I always try and take a shower before bed, uh, regardless if it's hot or not. But I definitely notice it more on hot nights because I'm like extra grimy. You know, there's that in the morning when of... you wake up. No, at, at night even, just before oh. before you go to bed, because like you feel like there's salt crystal buildup on your skin from the sweats and in you're your still hair. hot yeah it's just bad man yeah it's like fine. i just got out of the ocean <laughs> yeah extra salty except uh, it's just my own juices yeah yay how's your um, uh sleepless nights Nancy? heat situation yeah. uh so we started noticing that the house was heating up from the patio windows because they're huge and they face directly east. And first thing in the morning, I'd come downstairs and I work in the dining room now because we don't go to the office. But the dining room is like my impromptu office space. And uh, yeah, we'd come downstairs and it was already like 26, 27 in the house because the sun was just coming through the patio windows and just heating everything up. So we ended up buying some blackout curtains, which helped a lot. And then the heat wave really hit. And and at that point, we were just like, we got to go turn that air conditioner on. Now, keep in mind, we've been trying to turn the air conditioner on all summer. We haven't figured out what it is. I was all convinced that it was like a special setting on the thermostat that I just haven't been able to find in that very not complicated menu that it's got on it. Couldn't figure it out. Uh, finally, my dad came over and took a look at it and he goes, yeah, you're missing a power cable to your unit. And we're like, there's no power to the unit. Are you telling me they sold us this place and they never tested the damn thing? So we, we call the builder out on it and they're just like, oh, well, it doesn't turn on if it's, you know, if there's a condenser in it and it's not supposed to turn on if it's hot, if it isn't hotter than 15 degrees. And I'm like, have you been? In Calgary, for the last month, the last time it dipped below 17 was like a month ago. Anyway, we made them come. They fixed it. 
It's it's finally comfortable. I finally nice. have an air conditioner. Everyone has been telling me at work, oh, we're getting air conditioning installed this week. And I'll be like, I have one. It just doesn't effing work. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's a feels bad. Holy shit. Yeah. I, as much as like, I, I, I like having, you know, heat in the winter. Uh, but I would generally just prefer to have air conditioning in every house I lived in because um, I've of the general philosophy that it's a lot easier to warm up than it is to cool down. Always. To cool down? Oh, totally. Always. I agree. This yeah. is the first time I've lived in a place that has air conditioning. I wasn't, like, looking for a place with air conditioning when we were looking. It was just a really nice bonus. But the fact is, is that it finally came time to, like, use it and make good use of it, and it wasn't actually functional. Right. But I would also contend that for anybody who is, like, you know, lives in any place that has decent summers, that once you have air conditioning in a place, whether you rent or own it, you never want to go back. You just don't. No. Like it's one of central those things you never best, thought but... you would need. Yeah. Central oh, air hell is no. absolutely Hell great. no. I always knew that I would need it. Really? Oh, hell yeah. Man, I like grew up without air conditioning. Most of the places I've lived in didn't have air conditioning. And like you find ways to make it work, but it is significantly more comfortable, obviously, after you've had it. Like I was, I grew up around the Great Lakes, and it was a drastic difference of the houses I lived in that did have air conditioning versus the ones that I didn't that didn't have air conditioning, uh, because it it doesn't just make the air colder, it also gets rid of a lot of the humidity, yes. and that's where a lot well, of the comfort comes from. That's how it oh, mostly that's works. A good point. That's how it mostly works uh, is that it removes humidity from the air. That's the first like and primary sort of like. Way that the reality is, air. air conditioners were invented to dehumidify, and the fact that they could also make air colder yes. was a nice little bonus. That's how mm. they were invented. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's been surprisingly humid in Calgary this summer. It has been. It's crazy. I don't understand what's going on in Calgary. Why is it, like, muggy out there? It's supposed to be dry. It's strange, I gotta say. But it must be quite a throwback to where you grew up, because you just said you grew up by the Great Lakes. Yeah, I've been wondering, why the hell did I move out here in the first place? Mm. (laughs) It's just more Uh, of the same, I don't understand. No, there's definitely benefits to dry, as in, like, there's uh, fewer pests in dry conditions, there's fewer things don't mold so easily... In True. dry conditions, there's a lot of actual. There's actually a lot of benefits that people who grow up in dry uh, environments don't understand until they move to an area that's like generally more humid. Like you mm-hmm. can't. I can have bread, not sitting out necessarily, but like I can have buy bread and it won't go bad for up to two weeks. Whereas in humid environments, that bread is fucked in like four <laughs> days. Because yeah. <laughs> it's a big, it's actually you're, a thing. And I don't eat no, bread that you're quickly. you're absolutely right. Um, the other one that I've heard the most, and this is from like friends who have very curly hair, they hate visiting humid places because right. their hair becomes completely uncontrollable while they're on vacation there. Right. And, and then like people, you know, from other places when they come here, they're like, oh my God, it's so dry. I need... I need like a, a glass of water right now. And then they go, but my hair feels great. <laughs> <laughs> Angela I, I never really that. noticed that. 
I never really noticed that for myself personally. You don't exactly have a lot to stand on on that for that foot, hey. You you never saw me, I don't think, while I had long hair. But when no. I moved out here, I had long curly hair down to my shoulders. Oh dear. Oh yeah. Oh my, I demand pictures. They exist. I feel they like you've seen look some at my photos. Facebook or something. They exist. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I shall go digging for them. But yeah, I mean, like, how did it feel when you came here and you still had curly long hair? Uh, I like I was saying, I didn't really notice anything particularly different in the hair department, but hmm. uh, I never really did much work for my hair otherwise. Like all I ever did was shampoo it every few days and condition it every day, and that was about it. I didn't think about it beyond that. Well, see, that that's another thing. You actually used conditioner. Most guys I've grown up with were like, no, I don't need conditioner. It's just, I just need shampoo. And that was but we don't all really, we ever yeah, used. But even the conditioner acts as lubricant. Because Indeed. I could only ever comb it in the shower with conditioner in it. Yeah. And if I ever touched it outside of those conditions, it would turn into like okay. an absolute fluffy afro. But I want to make a mm. note on that, which is like, and it has to do with something else that I was doing over the summer. Um, even then, conditioner for dudes is not really a big deal as it is maybe for women. And part of this has to do with marketing for like um, sort of personal care products or hygiene products in general, because we just don't get marketed stuff uh, the same way that ladies do. Um, like, you know, it's always uh, 3,000 different products for ladies for hair and skin and, and whatever other products. And for guys, it's like, Six in oh. one shampoo, conditioner, toilet cleaner, <laughs> uh, car cleaner. degreaser, and yeah. and like uh, uh, printer toner. Like it's everything. That's one thing. It but sounds like, like a joke, but like yeah. I just use body wash on my head now that I don't have hair. <laughs> right, and I, I, I like and don't really have separate soap for the rest of my body. I just use what's left over from my hair in the shampoo, and I'm just like, this will clean. <laughs> And it does. <laughs> and and another part of that, another part of this whole conditioner fiasco, though, is like guys just generally, and I don't say this as a as a genericism, just like traditionally, most of the guys I've known have had short hair, so there yes. isn't that much for you to condition anyway. Whereas really if you isn't. have hair that's as long as mine, there's a little bit more chance of snagging, and you want to worry about things like conditioner. Right. I, um, so one of the things that I was doing over, uh, the podcast break and just during COVID, uh, because I felt like I had some more time at home was like, I started trying some skincare products, not because of, honestly, not because of a lot of reasons. I just tried doing it because it was interesting, something I haven't done before. Um, it doesn't really cost too much, but I was doing some like, um, skincare mask stuff for like your face um people know that last season at the end there i was doing i did the foot exfoliating thing which is mm -hmm. pretty freaking crazy uh in terms of the feel and how has that held up since it hasn't because i'm still on my feet a lot and i mm. haven't reapplied it but i do have another package of it so i could use that pretty soon and do it again i just i almost want like a full not like a full week off necessarily, but I want some time because I don't really want to be peel having it peel while I'm at work and I'm on my feet. Um, That's fair. Yeah. You don't want to slip on your own peeling skin? No, it's not that. I just feel like it's going to be like walking on wet socks, except it's my foot skin. 
Just just, just imagine <laughs> slipping on a banana skin, except it's like the the your own feet. the skin of your foot coming off, yeah. and you're slipping off and of that, and it's got like a squeak to it. Cool. Uh, yeah, but I've got I I I was trying on a like a cleansing because like here's the other thing I don't really take care of my skin very much I don't really care that much but it just was something interesting to do and I'm learning a lot about sort of what you can do to take care of your skin a little bit more we do live in a really dry environment so it doesn't help us at all um, I don't have too much problem with my skin I guess but uh, could probably use a little help sometimes and I and and the thing that we, I was talking about earlier is that if there's nothing wrong with guys trying to take care of themselves, skin care, makeup if some guys want to do it, because the truth is it's not gender specific, it's just how you want to feel about yourself, right? Yep, totally. Uh, some of the stuff I, I have I want my skin to double as sandpaper. <laughs> Good you for you. You're uh, well on your way. But some of the stuff has some uh really weird things I saw, like bubbling clay masks i don't really know what those mean yet i don't have one i didn't buy one of those uh i've got like a a sea salt mask and some other Hmm. stuff and they've been they feel really interesting i would recommend it angela you should try some okay uh what what's your favorite product that you've tried so far and why it's still probably the foot thing just because it really delivered results like it was very dramatic yeah like i i I would say, like, the stuff that I put on my skin is, like, I feel stuff, but I don't really know if I've done anything um, particularly, um, I don't know if I've gotten, like, a lot of results, let's put it that way. What you're saying is the results from a lot of products could be placebo effect, effectively. Could be. It could also be It could be be like, ooh, does it feel smoother, or do I just imagine it feels smoother? But I also yeah. whereas with a foot peel, it's like holy shit! It's like I lost an entire foot's worth of skin. <laughs> exactly, like, baby new skin it, underneath. It's very, it's very dramatic, wow. right? Like I'm gonna go yeah. ahead and say that you know, like I have Asian genetics, and I don't really feel like I have a lot of wrinkles or a lot of uh, sort of age uh, or aging effects on my skin yet. Um, I know that some of it is like this is an ounce of prevention in a manner of speaking, but I don't really even care about that. I just wanted to see how it feels like. And if I do feel like uh, I'm treating myself to something, which is kind of nice too. But I will say the skin results for the foot thing are much uh, more (laughs) pronounced. Well, so it can also be... So coming coming from, uh, I guess, many more years of, of looking into skincare, um, good skincare helps your skin recover not overnight like it's really hard to ask for overnight results from skincare especially if your skin is doing okay you're not going to notice that difference right away it's something that you know happens over a couple of weeks so if you're not uh, consistently applying something or you're not like consistently changing your regimen to match a specific problem you're probably not going to see overnight results like something as dramatic as the foot peel is very rare to see unless you're going in to a dermatologist to get like your your wrinkles lasered off. Right. And I saw um when I was looking at the packages in like the drugstore, there was one that was like it said uh exfoliating for face and I was wondering if it was gonna peel my face off. 
<laughs> no. So usually if it's like a facial exfoliant, it could be one of two things. It's either chemical or physical. The physical ones are usually the scrubs. So it, they expect you to like, you know, put this on your face and scrub it around a bit. And it should be shaking. You shouldn't use those on your face, should you? No, you really the, shouldn't Dio be. was telling me about some crazy walnut scrub thing that was advertised oh. for people's faces. And then yes. suddenly everyone's face was tearing off. Right. Yes, it was an apricot scrub. On. So it was That's an apricot scrub, and it is literally apricot like pits that have been crushed, and you don't want that tearing up your skin. Oh, that's yeah. The other one tearing is tearing your skin is bad. The other one is the the chemical exfoliation, and all these do is it's supposed to just loosen up all of the dead skin on your face, so that as you wash your face over the next little while, it should be coming off as you wash. So you shouldn't notice it right. immediately right away. So so and those ones are definitely safer slash uh, more recommended than a physical exfoliant for sure on a on a unrelated note but uh i can tie it to this i recently went out to there's a european deli that's right that's uh in my neighborhood it's about a block away it's a local Ooh. mom and pop kind of shop uh i really like them because they make uh fresh everything and their sandwiches are pretty good but they also sell um sort of like basic groceries and i sell like jams that are sort of Eastern European and in, in region and stuff like that. Jay. And I found a pineapple spread. Uh, it's like a pineapple Did jam. Did you put pineapple spread on your face? I was wondering if I should, or not should. <laughs> uh, but I was wondering if you could in the sense that it would have bromeliase, which is something that uh, you can usually put, like you can marinate meat in yeah, pineapple it's a juice it's a tenderizer it, like partially digests yeah flesh. it's actually uh, like acidic to that point i was well, wondering yeah, if that would be useful yeah yeah so i mean it wouldn't be a new thing because like is... people people have been making things with papaya enzyme for a long time is as that well similar? because papaya also has it oh but, know you know, it's not a new idea. It's definitely been thought of. I've never tried it. but if I you mean, do, I'm not going to do it because coffee. I don't want to waste <laughs> good jam that I could be using on my waffles. That's. But, I mean, have you guys ever done that thing where you've had too much pineapple and your mouth just feels sore no. all over? No. I, just I don't usually never. have very much pineapple. Oh, well, too it's... bad for Dio. Yeah. <laughs> you okay? I know exactly what you're referencing, Jay. I don't oh know boy. what I'm referencing at all. Um, I know exactly what you're referencing. But yeah, like oh I don't boy. know. I like pineapple a lot, and if I ever had that feeling, Nancy, I'd stop eating it for until as long as it takes to get that feeling to go away, and then I'll have more pineapple. Yeah, usually it's like a, an overnight thing. Your mouth just needs to recover from too much acid. Fair enough. But that's that's all it is. But like I've I've had. Uh, lots of, you know, fresh cut. I bought this whole pineapple. I cut it all up myself, and I ate a lot of it in one sitting. And yeah, your mouth starts to feel really raw after a bit. Right. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I can I could see where that comes from because like I've definitely tenderized enough meat with pineapple juice that you you see it sort of dissolve a little bit if you leave it <laughs> for too long. It's it's definitely a thing. Um. Yep. On a, I, actually, for one, have yeah. not been using creams or pineapple jams or any of that for my body. I've just been lifting my body. You've been lifting that's, your that's body. That's all I've been doing. I think I lift my body every day when I wake up from bed. Uh, at the beginning of June, a couple friends in a, in a Discord wanted to uh, start like a fitness challenge. Right. Which wasn't so much about uh, doing a certain thing, but more like, just log what you're doing. Uh, try to lose weight, do whatever. Whatever so makes you feel healthier, June, right? 
to the end of July, I went from being able to do five push-ups in a day to about 40 push-ups, again, over the course of the day, not at one point in time, but right. over the course of the day, uh, along with a few other exercises. And uh, over the course of the two months, I lost about 10 pounds, which is pretty good, I think. Nice. Uh, I want to keep going. But having that said, the reality is that was only over about a month and a half, because like uh, halfway through July, I don't know what I did, but like one of my hamstrings was just super fucking sore. I just could not use my left leg for a little while Mm -hmm. for anything more than like standing. Oof. And so, like, anything using leg exercises or, like, push-ups or anything, I just couldn't do for a while. And then a few days later, I slept on my left arm wrong, and so it was just sore for a week and a half. And I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? So I lost, like, two weeks of being able to do stuff. And I was like, what the hell? But similar incident. I noticed, like, my upper body is looking a little bit more toned. Uh Uh, Like I said, I lost a decent amount of weight. And I feel really good about it. Good. Uh, I'm. I I I know that people are sort of keeping up with things like that because gyms aren't really open. Um, yeah. I think it's always good to have friends that can help you sort of keep accountable in a way. Like they're not necessarily going to call you out, but they are there to support you and also be like, hey, you know, keep it up. So that's always a good thing. Uh, I've been mm-hmm. bicycling. Exactly. Uh, oh, nice. Which is something that I've always. Do- done uh not like consistently but oh, when i was younger i, I, I used to bike a lot on my bike and i bike a lot like i'll do about i usually my baseline is about 15 kilometers over uh over the course of about an hour 40 minutes to an hour about 15 about right. 15k and then um but sometimes i'll go for longer like two and a half hours and get like 30 uh, about 30k in which is nice like nice. riding around a lot of the parks and sort of areas uh that are slightly uptown of you know the beltline area but it's been good and kind of new learning about some new parks and pathways which is pretty good even though it's been hot outside it's kind of just put your head down if you pedal you'll create your own breeze which is not bad either yeah that's one of the best things about biking is you you just notice more of what's around you true uh, partly because you're going a little bit slower than driving, partly because you're closer to everything than when you're driving. Also, if you don't watch and out, you don't you'll have get to worry about accident. other things. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Have you been doing anything, Nancy? For exercise, yeah. um, so going back to Angelo's thing about just like I randomly woke up one day and my neck was effed. Oof. I couldn't, I couldn't like turn it. I couldn't tilt my head. I couldn't, like I was like rightly screwed for neck motion. Um, I, I made an appointment with my massage therapist before I got out of bed that day. Like I, I was having such a hard time. Um, and then, yeah, of course, two weeks later, you know, she starts working on it. It's, it's doing better, but I've got a couple of ribs out. So they're, they're kind of stopping me from doing a lot of yoga that I used to do. But, Wait, um, you have ribs out? You don't have ribs? Oh Yeah. I have a couple of ribs. They're completely taken out, you know. Real tasty on the barbecue, but survive. You gotta do what you gotta do to survive. But what happened there? <laughs> that's a that's an that's a sad I, story. I, yeah. So I I don't. There wasn't a specific incident where this happened. It's a repetitive thing that has happened to me over the past probably ten years, 
and it's never stuck around. Usually if I have a couple of ribs out, they just sort of like I sleep on my back for a couple of nights and it fixes itself. But this time it didn't. So I, I had to go uh, to a chiropractor for the first time in five years and she couldn't put them back in. She was like, I need you to come back in three more days. You're going to feel really beat up tomorrow, but I need to see you again in three days. I need to put, I need to finish putting these back in. So uh, that's that's going to be Monday. I get to go back and see her. That is. Well, that doesn't uh, sound fun at all. Yeah, that's a big. That doesn't no sound bueno. like barbecuing ribs at all. No. No, that is not a happy barbecue. <laughs> no, it's uh, not the kind of ribs you guys like, unfortunately. Nope. It sure isn't. Um, I would <laughs> love as far to as you ribs. know. I had a barbecue sort of recently. That was kind of nice. Just got some wings out and mm. some ribs. It was good. But nice. haven't really done a lot of food stuff this summer, understandably. It's just sort of regular things. Oh, God. Speaking of food stuff, I had basmati rice for the first time this whole year. So typically if I ever had basmati rice, it was because we, we went out for Indian or like we went out for a cuisine that involved basmati rice. We haven't done that all year. I had it for the first time yesterday because we went to House of Kebab. And, ah, ah, it was so good. It was just like I didn't realize I missed a specific type of rice. It's like these little things that you miss during this whole pandemic. I I think I understand. Like, I, I tried to satisfy a lot of my food cravings um, earlier on. Like, I just ordered takeout or when we had a little, we had the first sort of big dip in numbers i was like i'm gonna go out just for a little bit here get those cravings out of the way so they just stop bothering me because i do love food and it bothers me when i can't have certain food that you know i really like um Mm -hmm. in a sense that like you know i'm not gonna die not having it but i'm like oh boy i wish we could go out for something like this so i but i've scratched most of those itches itches by now so i don't really think about it as much Honestly, I hadn't really thought specifically about this. Like the thing that, and I told you guys this before the end of the last season, that the thing I craved the most was sushi, because that's mm. not really something that I can make at home. Right. And and ordering sushi in that first time during the pandemic was just like, oh yeah, I feel like everything's gonna be okay. This this just makes everything so much better. Yeah. But I didn't realize on a conscious level, that I miss something as simple as basmati rice, just a specific type of rice that I don't usually have, that mm. I still used to get occasionally, and just haven't had for the whole of 2020. Wouldn't, you wouldn't want to just go out and buy it and make it at home? Oh, it, like that, yes, that's totally something I could do. It just wasn't something I ever thought I needed to get when I went oh, out grocery shopping. Interesting. It, it wasn't a conscious, like, oh, I, you know, I really miss having butter chicken. I'm going to make right. butter chicken tonight. Like, I, it wasn't something I specifically recognized the way that I recognized I really miss sushi. <laughs> so it was just weird. It was a weird realization that there are a lot of things I haven't had this year due to the pandemic being a thing. <laughs> and it was just something as simple as basmati rice just made my day. Fair enough. The last craving I had for food, and I actually satisfied it fairly recently, was uh, I was missing kimbap, like Korean. Mm. Uh, I don't want to. I don't really want to call it a sushi roll, but it's like a sushi roll for anyone to not have it, except they usually use some kind of uh, uh, major protein, such as beef, chicken, or pork in it instead of fish or any kind of fish. 
Uh, but yeah, it was kind of nice to have it. It's more of a snack food, but um, something I wouldn't make at home in the same sort of vein. Uh, I would never really think of making kimbap at home, but uh, it was nice. It is nice to just sort of pretend that things are not as messed up as they are, and while things are slowly getting better, it's um, you know, just little bits of of indulgence that kind of keep you going sometimes, right? Yeah, absolutely. Have any of you worked on any major projects or done anything, I guess, uh, big? In the last in the last couple Nothing months. Nothing big, but I started working on like a bunch of different small things. A bunch what of different of, small things. What kind of bunch of different small things? Right. So I don't know if we ever mentioned it on the podcast, but right around the end of the last season, I started looking into like using live two D and face rig and stuff for like uh VTuber avatars and things like that. And so I actually created one and started streaming. Uh, just a few streams for myself, and so I've been catching up on projects that I could on stream, like doing some game dev projects that I've had on the back burner for, like, months now. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, so I finally got some sprite animations done that I started, like, January or last year sometime, I don't even know. Is it uh, weird to pick up things that you put down for so long? Kind of, sort of, but not really. In terms of, like, if it's an animation or something, you can just go back and start where you left off, and it's like nothing happened at all. Mm -hmm. In terms of, like, the, the code base for a game dev product project, it's more like, how the fuck did everything work? And then you figure out how everything worked, and you're like, what? how the fuck did I put this together? This doesn't make sense. And uh, I just want to slap past me every now and then. But at the same time, I don't want to put in the work to fix everything that passed me screwed up. So present me is just going to have to deal with that. Uh, another thing that uh, happened right at the end of last season, I don't know if we ever mentioned it on podcast, uh, Dio's dad's old car, we got that back uh, from a mechanic. So it had been sitting for a decade, and we finally got it up and running again. Ooh. And uh, so it's an 88 Camaro. Decade to do that, or was that like we we got, had him working had, on it over winter? Oh, I was like, did you have to get on their ass, or what's the deal? No, do no, you he need was great about to it. Polish up I the see. paint. Oh yes, we do, but we've already got someone in mind for that. But uh, we were driving it around for about a month, and suddenly it stops turning on. Uh. And it's like, what the hell? This thing was just perfect. Oof. Hmm. And so. We start doing some troubleshooting, we get Dio's dad in on it, we ask the mechanic about it, and we finally get a couple things it could be. And, uh, so I go out and get those parts, and I figure out how to replace them, and it starts turning on again! Huzzah! Wow, nice work! Uh, but the first thing we did with it was put in a radio, because the old radio didn't work. And so that sounded great, because Dio's dad, like, 10 years or 15 years ago, put in, like, a really good uh, stereo system in it. So this thing was fucking pounding. It was great. But as soon as I <laughs> fix it, the radio doesn't work anymore. I'm like, what the fuck? What's going on? So last week, her dad's over, and he's looking at it, and he can't figure it out, because, like, we checked the fuses. The fuses are all good. We checked the, uh, the, the power lines to it. They're giving power. And I'm thinking, did, did somehow 
the 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 part short out the radio because one of the parts they replaced was the ignition coil, and that sends like forty thousand volts or something to the to the spark plugs, and that can kill a radio if you like hit the radio with that, but that shouldn't be possible. I don't know. It turned out that when I installed the radio in the first place, I made a really shoddy quick disconnect connection on it. And so the fact that it ever worked in the first place, let alone worked for like four or five weeks at a time, was a miracle. It, it just shouldn't oh. have lasted that long. <laughs> uh, technology. And so we Poor replaced this one little connection and it's perfect again. Yeah. No, that's good. Uh, you probably learned a little something about quality well, workmanship. So I, one I actually spent uh, like two weeks ago, there was a solid week where I was thinking of buying another car from the 80s for myself. Wow. Are you getting You're getting into the midlife crisis. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you yeah. were going to yeah. buy like some kind of anime body pillow Waifu. or some kind of real doll, but no. I wish. I ended up car. buying uh, buying computer parts instead. Oof. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm still th- I'm still going to upgrade my computer. I haven't done that yet, but I've I did I tell you I parted it out and it's probably going to be about with monitors. It's probably going to be about 45, I think, at this point. Ouch. I could never wow. drop that much at one point wow. on anything. Well, I already did. I did. That's that's my thing that I did over the last oh. couple of did it? I, well, I guess I haven't been on webcam, so you haven't seen me in a bit, but I mm. don't need glasses anymore. Hooray! Oh. Yeah, I got them. You got the laser juice. The laser eyes. eyes. <laughs> Welcome to the laser eye club, Jay. Yay. So it, how are you struggling with any dryness? Because when I had it done, the first month my eyes were pretty dry. Uh, I would and say that my eyes are drier than normal, like than when they were before. But yeah. it's really only when I wake up that they're dry. Yeah, it's especially bad overnight. But then I, but then I do a little squirt of the artificial eye juice, and mm-hmm. uh, it do the good. And for the rest of the day, I'm pretty much good. I just have to do the, um, you know. The regular treatment eye drops uh, for a long period. Those should of be time. ending soon, huh? No, because I have I got PRK, not LASIK. Oh, okay. So PR- you did a different one. I did LASIK. Yeah, PRK is sort of the it takes longer to heal, but generally the results are uh, the same, with uh, smaller chances for side effects and uh, smaller chances for any future problems just based Issues. on um, yeah. the type of surgery that you're getting. Is Nothing. it a similar yeah. procedure for PRK as it is for LASIK? No, no, not at no, all. Not at all? Not because, at all. Because, like, so... <laughs> I, I, for one thing, I get really squeamish about eyes, and any oh, time, like, not something goes into is. eyes and stuff, like, so I think it's on how it's made. Uh Eons oh. ago, on How It's Made oh. episode, I think it was, they showed okay. you how LASIK was performed, right. and how, like, they cut most of the pupil off, and, like, they pull you it back like a flap of skin. You can't cut and the then they It's shoot the cornea. The, the, the word thing. is the cornea. The, okay. the pupil is a hole. The pupil is, like, the lack of things. <laughs> the whole, yeah. I, I don't For know one eye thing. parts. I'm not okay. an optometrician. So... Angela, what you're describing is LASIK, and yeah. the reason they do it and that way is because if you resurface I the cornea underneath... I felt ill oh. when I watched that. Oh my okay. god. 
Well, okay. So, so anybody so... listening, if you get really sick seeing eye stuff, it is a bit of a trigger. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a trigger warning. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a it's weird. It's weird to see. Like it's it's one thing to have it explained to you, but to actually see it being performed, like any surgery, I think seeing surgery performed is kind of weird. But especially eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um So so they do that because it's easier for the cornea to heal. If, if it's underneath, spot. then yeah. on the surface. So PRK is the total opposite. They do resurfacing instead of. I literally got of layers oh, of. No. I got my. They, they I got, sanded your eyeball down. Yeah, they, be, they essentially did. With, with, with rough man's oh, no. with rough man skin that's never been treated. Yeah, with rough chin skin. <laughs> yeah, the doctor, the doctor, the doctor just going? took out his 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 calloused thumbs and he rubbed them against my eyes. <laughs> until <laughs> said, smooth. Yeah. Rub until smooth. Oh my god. But yeah, so that is the, the that is the the difference, and it's why it takes much longer for PRK to, to heal. heal short period. Oh like short yeah, that term. sounds way worse. Uh, short term, oh it takes a, it takes up to about a week for it to really like. Um, be comfortable and then mm-hmm. um long term it takes about nine months to be considered fully, fully healed and then yeah. but oh, lasik wow. is much shorter i think the initial period is about 72 hours and the the entirety of the period is maybe two or three months at the most really yeah so when but i had like lasik the oh. the advanced warning that came with it was try not to go into any pools until the first four weeks are up and yeah. i'm like is that it and they're like yeah sometimes and... you just stumble into a pool <laughs> yeah just just don't don't go into get any pools by don't pool. get any chlorinated water you know, in your eyes sometimes don't i'm just use walking eye drops home that are not i'm walking home yeah. late at night and all of a sudden sploosh. <laughs> yeah exactly pool. just someone tackled me into their pool i don't understand how this right. happened um uh yeah but yeah it, it, the first 72 hours I would say the the 48 hours actually the first 48 hours suck the most. I mostly uh, it's not like I couldn't see. It's just things were blurry and my eyes were unfocused. Like when I definitely had a stronger prescription healing when uh, at first, and I just didn't really want to look at things because I was like light sensitive and stuff as well. So I was mostly hanging in the totally. living room, listening to like podcasts or whatever audio entertainment I could find because I wasn't I didn't need to look at stuff. I uh, couldn't really focus on my phone too much or any kind of text uh at this point which is about two and a two and a bit weeks in uh, things are pretty good uh very clear vision for the most part just still get a little bit of i wouldn't want to call it blurriness yeah it's sort of just a clarity thing where um sometimes it just means that i need to put in more eye juice Sometimes it just means that I need to look away from the screen for a little bit, like maybe five, ten minutes, just to rest my eyes a little bit. But overall, it's been pretty good. Um, and again, the the only differences between PRK and LASIK that I really heard about is just fewer chances for side effects, especially dry eye. Yeah. That's fair. It's still going to happen, though, because any injury to the cornea will, will disrupt any ability for your eye to maintain moisture at a decent level for a bit. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah. but in taking that time, because like, I was like, what? Are, I was planning on getting LASIK uh, sort of for the past few years, but I wanted to get it uh, honestly at this period of time, within this period of time, because so many things aren't happening right now, anyways. So it was like, if I need a healing period for it and everything, I might as well get it done now and um, sort of use uh, this pause in our general society as sort of 
a way to progress myself a little bit. Um, Good opportunity. Right? I got to, mm-hmm. the, the, but I mean, I did, like, aside from the eye thing, it's, I really just got to ca- catch up on some series. Like, I finally finished Adventure Time. I Yay! watched the first. Nice. I watched uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, but I'm probably not going to watch Korra. Um, yeah. What else did I watch? I watched Carol and Tuesday. Yay! Um, These are like all the things I've been wanting you to watch for the last year. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, I got I crushed a bunch of stuff. I need I still need to. I was gonna finish Steven Universe. That was the last one, but oh, I haven't watched most of Steven Universe. So Steven I should Universe probably is, watch that. Yeah, I, I think I haven't seen anything past season two of Steven Universe. I don't know. It's like it's good. She-Ra. I can understand that it's not always for everyone, but I've always liked shows with good music and. Steven Universe does focus on the music, just like Carol and Tuesday. I think it was when like uh, Blue Girl went to the bottom of the ocean, right. and and something about Red Girl. Jasper it gets pretty, or something. yeah, it gets pretty know. psychedelic. That that's the last bit that I remember of it. Honestly, that was a pretty good hmm. part. That was a pretty good arc. So I don't know if you left before like the good stuff really was happening, but I only really got to the point where we discover where Garnet comes from. Right. That's that, and that happens quite early. Like that's probably like what. That's a, honestly. That's one, only like that's only like two. a few weeks. No, that's only like a like a half a season before where Angelo was talking about. Really. Oh. Okay. Well, I still don't. Yeah, I I didn't watch past that. So that's the last thing I remember. But yeah, I've caught up on a bunch of my shows. I can see, <laughs> which can is nice. See. Dude, the weirdest thing. These are the the two weirdest things are waking up in the morning and not the dry eye thing but not having to put on glasses anymore it's just sort of weird because i've been wearing yeah. glasses since uh about grade three or grade four and mm. the other weird thing that happens is that i hit myself in the face uh oh right Oh, like, cause like I want to adjust my glasses all the time. Like I, 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 I would adjust my glasses frames, and so I usually don't do the thing George's... where like I don't, I don't like do the anime finger thing, like where I push up like the nose, or I don't really like, um, sort of make a C shape and like adjust the thing. I usually just like sort of nudge it with my with the back of my hand a little bit, like a you know how like a cat does the yeah 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 Angela's got it like the like how a cat does a thing like you know when it rubs its oh my it, god it, it, its face with the back of its paw. Except, so I just kind of do a gentle like nudge to the back of my, uh, like around the T area of my face, mm-hmm. and um, that happens probably once a day at this point. Oh, interesting. Because like, because here's because the mental of it, I can Phantom explain exactly why. Syndrome. Yeah, I can explain why exactly, which is I can see clearly, so therefore my glasses must be on my face. Therefore, there must be some adjusting I could probably do just to push it back up <laughs> on my face, and therefore I hit my myself in the face like. Probably once a day at this point. Not very often, but enough that it's like I do it, and then like three seconds later, I'm like, why did I do that? (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. So when I got LASIK, I was at a point in my adult life where I had constantly spent my entire life up to then trying to uh, not wear glasses as much as I can. Obviously, I would wear them to drive, but that was the only time I would wear them. And then, like, there was the odd time in university where I needed them to see, like, all the way across the auditorium to see what the heck the teacher's talking about. Right. Um, and so I didn't have, like, the ingrained uh, responses of what it's like to have glasses on all the time. But I will say the best thing was being able to go to bed 
and still be able to see everything around in my room when I was like, you know, turning lights out and stuff. Hmm. So but, very similar thing to what Jay is saying. Just yeah. like I can wake up now and I can see without yeah. needing to put my glasses on. Can it, confirm being able to see is thoroughly good. Yeah, the other the other weird part is sort of going to take a shower or any other situation where I would normally have my glasses off. Like, I just see more clearly in the shower. Not that I really needed to. It doesn't really change how I want to grab, like, for a shampoo bottle or something like that. It's just, yeah, I guess I can see more in the shower or in the bathroom when I usually would have my glasses off. Um, going to sort of right before I go to bed. It's just like the the everyday sharpness of life is uh, mm-hmm. sort of weird. <laughs> but like, so because I didn't like wearing glasses, and I know that not everyone hates wearing glasses, but for me it was particularly burdensome for some reason, um, I started wearing contacts. And having crystal clear vision without having to feel glasses on my face was like a very short hop step to, okay, I, I'm seriously considering getting laser eye surgery. Oh. Well, every time I see people like touch their eyes to put in contacts, it just it makes me like, yeah. Oh, I can totally <laughs> do that. I have no, I have no thing about. I will. Uh, can I? We're I we're getting close to the end of the episode. Um, yeah. but I only want to say two more quick things about the eye surgery thing. Uh, mm-hmm. first of all, the eye surgery takes very little time. It was like maybe a minute. Uh, per eye. Per eye. In terms yeah, of the actual really process. Really, just had to rub his rough thumb right in there eh? well i mean his eye like, his thumbs are really you know and he's and, and they have like he's you know that like surgical precision thumbs. that surgical precision that there's no like jitter it's very precise <laughs> um no but like it was such a cool light show like they, they it's just like this laser that targets the eye oh, and I then like ma- when they're doing the actual process it's just like i remember it was literally like rainbows of like um like a rainbow pool of like red shit. yellow orange green blue like the whole thing and just like pulsating what? in my eye yeah because the the, 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 the the prk procedures because it's different from the lasik procedure um you get a different kind of visual effect to it and it was really interesting it happened for both eyes um and then you got that weird smell of burnt cornea which smells like burnt hair <laughs> oh no Great. yeah oh uh, no and then that's yeah, true um, about that. what was the other thing it was it had to do with uh i'm trying to remember because it's Right. The the weird thing now is that because my eye my eye's cornea acts as like a enhanced lens, right? And I have essentially um hyper focused uh uh like focal distance now. I can no longer focus on things closer to my face than about four or five inches away from my face. Interesting. So, like, if I'm trying to read, like, a pill bottle or something that has small text, um, it used to be that I would bring it up close to my face and I'd be able to read it. It, it would probably be about two, maybe three inches away from my eyes for me to be able to, like, focus. But if I do that now, it's blurry. Like, I can't really see it. Even if I close one eye, it has nothing to do with, like, uh, binocular vision. But if I bring it out to about four, five, or six inches away from my eyes, like double, about double the vocal distance, I can read it perfectly. So I can no longer observe details sort of naturally, if you would want to say that, because I think normally 
back in the day, which is again only two weeks ago now, <laughs> I'd be able to bring something close and be like, like you know, sort of observe it. But it feels like I, I can do that at a much farther distance. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. My behaviors hmm. have to change because of my eyesight. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, that's really cool, and I'm super happy that you you sprung for it. Welcome to the Having Eyes Club. Thanks. The, la- the Laser Eye Club. It's been nice. I'm oh, no, Laser Eye Club is very exclusive. Just just good eyes. <laughs> good eyes club. Welcome to the Having Your Eyes Been Rubbed Being able by to see. Calloused Thumbs Club. Speaking of really weird vision things, I've noticed yeah. that because we're not leaving the house and therefore not driving very much anymore, yeah, when I, I do I drive and I have to look, well, when we do drive and I have to look like, you know, far away to read signs and like see where we're going and all that stuff, right. it feels weird because I'm not used to looking that far away anymore. Like the farthest thing I look at these days is the other side of the room, whatever room I'm in. I'm That's not used to having to look... Traffic. See if you yeah. went if you went out and biked and stuff, then it would be different because I'm going biking and kind of it's the opposite. I still look at things at the distance. I drive the same amount as I did before, so that's just not a thing for me. Hmm. Yeah, I would say the same. I drive the same as <laughs> I did before, maybe even less. <laughs> oh, I I definitely drive less than I used to for sure. Yeah. It's just, like, you can't, I, I wouldn't say that it's the same kind of distance as if you were on a bike. When you're on a bike, it's like you're looking, what, maximum 25, 30 meters ahead of you. When you're on the highway, you're looking quite a ways down. No, just, I think it's, it's a, weird. I think it's a different kind of distance that you're looking at. When you're biking, you have to be much more peripherally aware. You're looking left and right much more than you would when you're driving. When you're driving, mm-hmm. you tend to look forward or slightly left and slightly right of forward more often but when you're hmm. biking you need to be looking left right and center okay that's fair so, that's totally fair yeah just a completely different sort of focus and skill set uh true to bike safely especially downtown oh yeah <laughs> yeah um do we have anything else that we really super want to cover nothing i, I can't talk about now. next time all right in that case, we'll end the episode here. Um, thank everyone for less listening. Uh, I can't believe we've got up to season five and over a hundred episodes at this point. So, um, pretty crazy. We're going to keep on going and going and going and going until we can't go anymore. Here's um, to a solid season six ahead of us. Yeah. Indeed. And, uh, just like we were saying at the beginning of the episode, please keep your eye out for our announcements for our digital events and also we're uh slight spoilers probably doing something in real world soon as well so join us for that oh if my you feel God. up for that um but i thought you, the real world was just a legend right uh if you die in real life you die in real life <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, but we'll be aware of social distancing procedures and things like that as well. Um, No more news than that, but that's just a little teaser. Until then, hope everyone stays safe, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Signing off. Good night. Bye-bye.
Set the place on fire.